And hello, hello. Welcome back to the Gay Racing Podcast. Zach and Alex here as always. Hello. Um, we're, it's a little bit of a throwback because we're recording on Zoom, so we might sound a, a little bit different than what we've been sounding like. Um, also, just in general, I hope the audio has been good last few episodes because I have to make sure it's good. <laughs> but today, um, number one, happy Pride Month. And because it's Pride Month, um, obviously, me and Alex want to do something, do some, do some things that are more special. Um, we're trying to have a lot of guests on this month, and we're gonna kick that off this week. Um, y'all say hello, or well, I guess you can't really speak to us. Matthew Burroughs has joined us on the Gay Racing Podcast today. Hello, hello, Matthew. How are you doing today? Hello, Zach and Alex. Good to be with you guys. Thanks yes. for having me. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Um, so before um before we kind of get into what we wanted to talk about today, um because some people might have seen you the article that you wrote called NASCAR is gay. Um, we'll get into that. Um, kind of just introduce yourself. Who are you? What are some things that maybe listeners should know? What do you do for work? Is there anything in the motorsports industry that you do? Um, yeah, just however you want to kind of introduce sure. yourself. Yeah. Sure. So my name is Matt Burrows. I'm a writer for a few things, but mainly Taben.com. That's where we publish the NASCAR is gay article. Um, you know, my online presence is pretty much as a writer. Um, I'm chronically online and, and on Twitter and all that kind of thing, but Same. basically, basically Relatable. that lifestyle is involved with, with writing. Um, you know, my background, I'm a lifelong race fan. Um, and I've really just, I really don't know how it happened. I've just been, you know, hashtag blessed to, to somehow get into these, uh, you know, writing on, on really important subjects and working with people in the NASCAR industry. I'm not a NASCAR insider by any means. I really right. kind of despise people that say they are. Um, maybe despise is too strong a word, but I'm a NASCAR insider. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Alex, we should start saying that. Let me... <laughs> Sorry. Well, there's Bob Pockris insider and then there's uh, the rest of us, I guess. <laughs> so true. Are you inside the, the 1948 club? Because uh, if you're not, you're not an insider. <laughs> definitely not. Um, but no, I mean, what, whatever I am, you know, it's definitely more than I deserve, I think. And um, you know, it, it's just it's really an honor working with with everybody that I have been. Uh, but that's not not my day job by any means. Um, it's really just I'm a hobby blogger, for lack of a better term, and try to spend yeah. as much time as I can at the racetrack. But you know, away from from this world, I work a pretty boring office job. Have a yeah, have a wife and family and all that stuff. So. Oh, that's awesome. Love that. Yeah, me and Alex know what it's like having a hobby little, you know, what what I don't know what you called it, but this this is our little hobby. Yeah, your, your media moguls. Yeah. And we've made um, that. <laughs> y'all, we've made like what six dollars so we've far. We've made six dollars. When we go to <laughs> Iowa, done. we're buying a sandwich. <laughs> maybe oh. one for both of us. I don't know. <laughs> we're getting close to maybe two. Wow. We're getting close to two. It depends where we go. So, <laughs> so thank you all for listening and listening to the anchor ad. Um, but yeah, um, so I mentioned earlier um, the NASCAR's gay article, and I heard about it a while ago, and you were um, you interviewed a lot of drivers in the industry, just people in the industry. Um, you interviewed a lot of different fans in the industry too, um, or in the community rather. Mm-hmm. And um, Alex and I were just wondering what, what, like, how did that process start? Like, what made you look at the LGBT 
um, community in racing and NASCAR specifically? Like what was, what made you kind of look at us to start kind of like looking into it? Sure. I mean, what really, you know, NASCAR Twitter, I would say probably is the biggest contributor to that. Um, Since NASCAR contributors kind of, or excuse me, NASCAR Twitter has always been there, but since the pandemic, when we were all stuck inside for far too many months, it was NASCAR Twitter really took off. At least it was from my point of view and got to meet a lot of new people. And I'm certainly have made friends with a lot of people I never would have met in real life um, in person. Um, That's how me and Alex met. (laughs) Right. And and to that point, you know, a lot of, a lot of people in that community are LGBTQ plus and that's fantastic. And I've discovered a little more about myself uh, by, by talking to people both on that subject and a million other subjects. And it just kind of snowballed into that. And and drivers have become a little more open with their, uh, viewpoints on things drivers like yes. Cody Ware and, and mm-hmm. you know when I led into speaking to them through the more traditional writing the subject just kind of merged and it was you know right about time to get cracking on talking about it yeah like and that. it's it's so interesting Alex because we were just talking earlier about how when we started this podcast we had an episode maybe where we talked or no, that was when Jackson asked us in his own article about like, when will we see gay stuff in NASCAR, like pride representation? And yeah. we're like, 10 years, maybe. Yeah, when but we now- started this, we were saying, oh, it'll be another 10 years until we see NASCAR acknowledge it, a pride right. scheme, a gay driver. Mm-hmm. Like now we have Devin Rouse. We have like NASCAR acknowledging Pride Month. Yeah, Cody Ware saying trans rights, Mike Snyder saying trans rights, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just like it. It's, it's snowballed unreal. so fast. Like it's, it's I mean, really crazy. It's, it's a pretty soft launch, being Portland and all. But having that, I guess it was a billboard at the right. track was is pretty fantastic. I mean, they did it very intelligently in starting with a track that yeah. would reasonably accept it before another track. But yeah, yeah let's do it at Talladega. You know, that's bold. <laughs> <laughs> let's do it at Talladega. <laughs> they they're really friendly up there. I heard um or down there um. Sorry, Alabamers. Alabamers. I'm sorry. I'm talking about Alabama. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, what are we talking about? Oh, yeah. No, but it is insane. And to see this, and I think your article did a really good job to kind of highlight that. Like just seeing John Wood too, especially like just how kind of far we've come in a little amount of time. Absolutely. And it makes me think of how far we're going to keep going. And really, you're very right. NASCAR Twitter is kind of the home for the gay racing community because mm-hmm. obviously it's kind of we can't really be that gay at the track yet you know what i mean it's like it's it's hard to find other gay people at the track nascar twitter is the only place or social media is really the only place to kind of do that um so i think that's kind of it, it's fitting that that's kind of what started this whole thing and i've been on nascar twitter since about 2013 2014 but i didn't really see anyone else who was like gay until like emily dusty jump wings who you talked in your article about and then i met zach who's my best friend now i also met him on twitter so it's really crazy nascar twitter it's so different compared to what it was everywhere yeah Yeah, i remember like two years ago when we started making pride paint schemes even before then yeah there was no like we were i feel like gay nascar twitter but it was gay NASCAR Twitter. It wasn't just like we were still kind of in our little bubble. There were like mm. ten of us. 
and now it's like yeah or at least it felt it felt like 10 of us you know and it's just right. like now everyone else it can't at least like we have there's allyship i think that's what i'm trying to say there's a lot of allyship right. now and, and to that point i think that a lot of what we've done not just this article but recent things like that has not so much you know it obviously hasn't fabricated gay people into, into becoming nascar fans i don't oh, think it's yeah. yeah maybe it's, it's certainly helped people become more comfortable and all that but i think it's really just exposed in a good way the fact that there are gay fans out there gay oh, yeah. gay people behind the scenes because what what surprised me a lot was when speaking with people that they actually had on the track or in the garage experiences of working with with trans people and gay people and oh. and having that as a positive you know and not and have it not be a horror story is actually you know right. positive experiences yes. the heart stopper yes the right. heart stopper of um <laughs> you, never mind i can't think of anything but yeah and i kind of i think about the stereotype a lot when i tell people i do this podcast really honestly when i just tell people i like nascar and it's like past the point where they know i'm gay they're like what <laughs> well how about that right <laughs> how about that I, no it always kills me because they're always so deadpan and it's like oh i didn't expect that mm. yeah. <laughs> literally right yeah. what a people usually think i'm talking about running when i say racing I'm like, <laughs> oh no like the or RuPaul's drag race <laughs> yeah or RuPaul. <laughs> like <laughs> they never assume talk about cars we have more of that next week don't worry um <laughs> uh, we have a really fun guest next week <laughs> anyway <laughs> um um no but yeah and it's i think it, that's also why that's important right because that stereotype makes us feel out of place um, I, I, like I, I'm speaking for Alex here, but it just makes us feel out of place. Like we're here at a white man sport, at a, you know, like my wife and my two kids, and I drink beer and I shoot guns. Like that's what NASCAR feels like to a, a lot of people, especially people that aren't even in NASCAR. Mm-hmm. The stereotype, yeah. you know, there's a lot of talk about stereotypes on Twitter and how the sport gets portrayed, and when we have certain people at the the tracks and certain you know every time there's a musical guest it's some country singer and yeah that's a whole different conversation but i think <laughs> yeah like anytime we can kind of challenge the stereotype is really important to me because it opens it up it does open it up yeah that's just what i kind of absolutely feel. yeah i wanted um, to ask what is something you really like learned about lgbtq plus people from doing this article um i don't you know i guess it was really for me personally it was really more of a confirmation of things that i had learned right. in the last two years but i would say you know overall it's just that there racing is not defined by like a, there's not a racing fan as a person it's not like this this person is going to be this type of racing fan. It's not like oh, the yeah. gay people like IndyCar and then the <laughs> trans people like F1. Is nothing you know? It's nothing like well, that. Wrong. <laughs> There's certainly uh, exceptions to prove that rule, of course. <laughs> not me talking about stereotypes and how I don't like them, and I just stereotype every gay person that likes IndyCar or just every IndyCar fan. <laughs> Sorry. No, and uh, and uh, that honestly is a good point because IndyCar. <laughs> is a little bit ahead of the social yeah. curve historically oh, yeah. um, as yeah. to where, you know, at first it was, there was certainly more of a cosmopolitan uh, 
appearance to them, especially when they're sponsored by IZOD and that kind of thing. Right. Um, but yeah, no it's, just, it's just definitely, it proves that you can be any type of person and still like a sport where they sling around sprint oh, yeah. cars on a dirt track. It's not, you know. Yeah, it's not about being right. that stereotype. I mean, we're, we're here to watch cars race and, you know, there's always going to be that kind of white, rural, conservative, conservative-ish background to it because it's like, you know, th- that's just where it happens, that kind of short track racing. Well, any stuff. sport that's going to be proud of its history, the on-track history, yeah. is going to have that for yeah. better or for worse. You can't say that, you know, Martinsville, we raced here, you know, 50, 60 years ago. Well, there's going to be inherent stereotypes that, that come oh, with yeah. that. Oh yeah, I'd really point at Darlington for that example. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. The Southern Five Hundred yeah. <laughs> and Confederate. I keep forgetting not the, the Southern. Fi- we need a Northern Five Hundred. Wasn't it the Rebel Four Hundred? Was the secondary Darlington race? Probably. Right? I, was I, it really? I don't know that, but it wouldn't there, surprise me. There was. I don't want to misspeak, so apologies I if, think if I'm was. wrong. But no, I'm pretty you're... sure it was. And that one, it's like the Southern Five Hundred was more of the pomp and circumstance celebration of nascar where the rebel 400 was a little more it was yeah something we might be embarrassed to know you know to talk Mm -hmm. about as nascar fans not the way the rebel 400 redirects to the goodyear 400 on wikipedia um (laughs) that's crazy that's kind of funny well could you see there's those old whenever like when the bubba wallace stuff happened at the height Mm -hmm. of its nonsense of the the people talking about him in the wrong way um, a lot of that was to show Richard Petty winning the Rebel 400, one of the 50,000 times he did that. He, you get like a Rebel flag picture with that. And there's like some, you know, uh, Dixie Queen who's holding the flag and that shows Richard Petty with him. And that was that was the whole, you know, NASCAR is really not that woke. Look at this is Bubba Wallace's car owner. And that's yeah. kind of nonsense. Right. Yeah, that... That's so interesting. Yeah, stereotypes, they're they're certainly a thing that it'll be interesting to see because really the public perception of NASCAR, we've been talking about for a while. I don't know how you get it to change. Um, You have to, I think NASCAR has to do even more stuff, even more. Like the fact that NASCAR would make a pride tweet and I guess I'll transition to talking about the tweet they made where it was like a more direct kind of like we support gay people. Um, And it's just like they almost need to do they really need to do kind of more than what would normally be required from any kind of brand right because it's like they have to they have to catch up it's not that they just have to go forward they have to catch up still yeah. too yeah nascar is never going to get the benefit of the doubt on anything oh yeah and um, you know fair enough <laughs> you know i get it but yeah that's so interesting um and they did their first Pride tweet in 2020, I believe. Yeah, kind of. I think it was more of a generic, you know, throw up the flag kind of deal. They didn't yeah. really speak on it like they did this time, if right. I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah. They, they at least said something. But like this year, it was like, yeah, gay people. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, it was also the important how they said, or notable to say how when they almost mention how they were regretting what happened to texas with greg abbott they didn't quite say it but it was saying it without saying it that yeah. was so strange like we didn't talk about that on here but yeah. um i'm glad they said something like there was some debate like should they have directly said it or whatever i think the fact that they acknowledged it at all 
was a good thing. Uh, now it's like if they invite someone like that again to a raise, it's like, well, we know you were just talking BS. So yeah, like I, I think now they put her. Yeah, they put themselves in position now where it's like, okay, we're sorry, but if it happens again, it's like, oh, so that you didn't, you were just saying it because it's Pride Month. Was there ever so. any confirm? And you may, you guys may not know, so apologies. But did did SMI front that, or was that NASCAR itself? It's probably SMI. I would they, assume it's SMI. I mean, that's their, the Texas All-Star race is their whole deal anyways. And I think right. the tracks are responsible for most of, well, except like at Richmond, it's a lot of NASCAR people because it's a NASCAR owned track. It's ISC. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, so yeah, I think it's an SM, more of an SMI thing, which makes it even more interesting. So then it's like, does NASCAR want to butt heads with the, the other track owner? I don't I know. I think the problem with that is, is that the, the debate was, well, it's a NASCAR sanctioned event. So NASCAR could have oh, yeah, done definitely. something, but they probably just didn't want to have headlines that said, you know, NASCAR, NASCAR says no to, to governor Texas, Texas governor. And that they probably didn't want to hit those headlines. Yeah. They don't want any negative, whether from whatever side, they don't want to, they don't want to make the rednecks upset. <laughs> like, or yeah. the te- whatever they call them in Texas. In, in Virginia, we call them rednecks. I don't know what they call them. In te- the Cowboys? I don't know. But <laughs> sorry, I'm st- now I'm st- I keep stereotyping. Oh my God. But well, let's, let's not forget, though, that NASCAR, NASCAR owns Homestead, right? Yeah. Or ISC. They had yeah. Ron DeSantis throw the green flag a couple years ago. Oh, so it's, not, it's not like it's out of the question. For yeah, them to, for to sure. Dead, so. Yeah, it's just, it's interesting. Yeah, I think they should have saying recent actions that could literally mean anything um i think it covers all their bases is what the idea was yeah so it's just like if you want to point to anything that happened like inviting the former president to day 2500 in 2020 that maybe they're talking about that because that's recent like who knows they're just covering all their bases who knows and i think also but to your point alex it is still a big deal that they you know they For start sure. the tweet off with, as we celebrate the LGBTQ plus community, NASCAR? Yeah. Okay, Queen. All right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I feel celebrated. Let's keep going. <laughs> yeah. many, not the only off weekend. The only off weekend of the year is during Pride Month. That's so funny to me. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. And Black History Month, they only race twice. So. <laughs> They're funny. They're, NASCAR's <laughs> the funniest sport in the world, I'll tell you what. Um, besides that, all joking aside, oh um, do we have any more questions to ask um, Matthew? Is there anything else that you wanted to say about the article, Matthew? Like, was there anything during the process, like any certain interview with somebody that really stuck out to you that really memorable? Um, just that it, I was really glad to see how much the collective was sort of feeling the same thing. You know, I, had, I was honored enough to get uh, div- people from different levels of the sport in different parts of the sport but yeah. the same people you know and if, everywhere from you know, xfinity drivers like ryan ellis to cup full-time cup guys like cody Ware, uh, an executive in john wood it was they've all kind of had the same message and i think that's really important because you know we were just talking about the steps nascar is taking that whatever the next because there's going to have to be something more than a tweet is probably oh, yeah. the next step yeah and That's- having that that internal buy-in from people who are doing the jobs is, is what's going to be important and i think they have it it's just it's all gonna like oh, let me turn a question on you you you've gotten the tweet 
you know, we've gotten the tweet and everything. What's next? What's the next step in your opinion? I was just about to ask that. Oh, um, no, I think the next step there's, I think is kind of laid out for them, right? It's supporting gay drivers in racing in terms of just including them in drive for diversity. Right. Yeah. Cause they're not even like the drive for diversity applications and stuff and other diversity stuff they do. It doesn't mention LGBTQ. Yeah, none none of that is part of the current. Which, you know, I I, I don't want to be like a, you know, I I don't want to be like, include me in everything. But I uh, think that'd be a good start thing. at the like, very least. Yeah, I think I don't know, but also, and then how do you do that when again all of your drivers are quote air quote straight men? Um, I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, a restructuring do? certainly is in order. Yes, I, I'm probably not smart enough to know what that would be. But you know, when Drive for mm-hmm. Diversity started, it was not. Yeah, unfortunately, LGBT was not at the forefront of the issue. It was everyone is white and and male and yeah. everything. That was kind of yeah for for unfortunately that was just the pecking order of things at the time. Yeah. Right. But and we're getting somewhere though. I mean, progress. Sorry, Alex, to cut you off. But we have good. we've seen progress. I mean, there's a lot of people of color in the sport right now. Mm-hmm. Um, like there's black women jumping over the wall to pick cars. I just think that does not get talked about enough. I, I was amazed at Dover. It's been a couple of years since I'd been uh, at the track on pit road and walking up the Xfinity pit road. I was really just kind of jaw dropped by how. Uh, pleasantly diverse it was it was not yeah. uh not the good old boys anymore because right. <laughs> i i did i wasn't quite sure what xfinity was like because they're still you know small time teams and everything but it was all really it was just it was great it was uh very pleasantly surprised and a lot of a lot of pure athletes there that could do the yeah. job better and it didn't really matter what they look like it was, uh, yeah cool. and i i think what nascar is going to do is keep kind of slowly ramping up the support alex what were you going to say like two minutes ago <laughs> <laughs> i was going to say like they answered the question, like they already partner with like the Trevor Project, which I think is amazing. Yeah, I think they should go further with that. Like have one of the races in the month of June be like sponsored by the Trevor Project or something. I think that would be a pretty big deal. Like surface level, it's like, oh, the Trevor Project 400. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like that would it'd be a headline. I feel like, oh, this organization is sponsoring a NASCAR race or partner with them and have the tv people talk about it like it's pride month like I, that wasn't mentioned at all this weekend at gateway or portland oh, yeah. so i think that'd be at least a small step I wonder if fox had anything to do with it well nbc has races in june so we'll see yeah and it's I, like fox doesn't but, mention it but what will nbc talk about because you know i mean it's fox like right who, like who knows but <laughs> i i think it'll be interesting i think in a few years we'll see that like it, again a while ago i said like 10 years i think now maybe in the next five yeah we could see mm. something like that a pride scheme would that's be really what cool it's like it's on nascar to support this because i yeah. think a team with a pride scheme is really what will get people talking right and we've uh, seen uh, noah sweet with the lefty he designed one he got a lot of crap for that but that was again a huge moment for NASCAR Twitter, and I feel like that's where a lot of more people feel more comfortable as they see that out there. And Ally themselves said last year they'd be open to doing it at some point. So be interesting. They, see what happens. Has the forty-eight announced all of their schemes for the month? Good question. 
I, I uh, just, not that I, I know. just remembered. Yeah. Well, they're just, designing the Nashville one, but it's not going to be rainbows, I don't think. No, Dale Jr. is making that scheme. Dale again. Jr. is not gay. If Dale Jr. was gay, <laughs> we'd get a rainbow card. Yeah, Dale Jr. as the ultimate ally, though, would be pretty fucking... I know Dale Jr. like, oh, I like, I like gay people. I like gay people. <laughs> Just to, uh, yeah, that's that's funny, but just to him to just say something like that, yeah. just just instead of slide jobs, say trans rights one time or something trans- like that. <laughs> I'd love it. <laughs> That'd be so funny. <laughs> oh my god, Matthew. Um, it's been it's been it's been a pleasure to have you on. Um, before we let you go though, um, we have one we have one question. I don't even know if I told you before we were recording, but we ask every guest where did it go. Um if you could drive a race car or a race car around one racetrack in the world for one lap what would it be that's a great question um i would drive whatever the best f1 car i could find at spa Ooh. so okay and i the guess i guess f1 as far as the, you... and i guess if, if you if you pin me down to a car it would yeah. be either if you could guarantee my safety it would be like the lotus 79 oh okay because mm. I, I when you said best i was like does he mean like the fastest ever or yeah i mean i would probably but the problem is if it's like in real terms if you were just to hand me the, the proverbial keys i would die in one in most of those oh yeah definitely but, you know either that or it would be like lewis hamilton's um i don't i'm not good with the chassis numbers with with f1 right, cars, but it's but, like 2021 yeah whatever the best one was of that era yeah definitely. right but that'd be cool or it's to- I, i'd be i'd love to drive his 2020 car actually that'd be cool Spa is a good choice for the track. I want to do a pretty venue or a Radion, actually, but yeah, Mm -hmm. that whole section that'd be fun. Spa's a fun track, that's a good pick. I don't think anyone said Spa. We've had Watkins Glen, we've had that's good. What did Cassie say, Alex? I don't remember. I don't remember. I gotta look at it. Cassie's gonna be mad at us for not. (laughs) I'm sorry, Cassie. We're supposed to be, (laughs) we're supposed to be keeping track of it, and we do, but they're not all in the same place. Did you write that down, Alex? Oh well. no, I did not. I can. It's, <laughs> I'm not trying. I'm not trying to put you to work. I'm just. Okay. <laughs> I got you working on this. <laughs> Everyone, I know it's Pride Month, but it's also Appreciate Alex Month. <laughs> Thank you, Zach. Thank <laughs> you, Harry Matthew. Um, it was a pleasure to have you on. Um, y'all, the link to um, NASCAR is gay is in the description, so check that out. Follow Matt on Twitter at I believe MJ Burrows. You got it. It'll be also in the description. So just, you know, go there. Um, but yeah, thank you, Matt. Um, have a great thank rest you. of your day. Have a great rest of Pride Month. Yeah, you too. Um, so thank you, Zach and Alex, and happy Pride. Yep, thank you so happy much. Happy Pride. All right. And welcome back to the Gay Racing Podcast. This is one of those moments where I wish we had two advertisers so I could play an ad after that and then an ad. So if anyone's listening, and wants a sponsor feel free us, to... I know how to read a prompt. I'm a t- listen... I know how to adver- like I could do an advertisement for like um Wawa. I love Wawa. Their iced coffee. Mm. Girl. Period. Wawa, you hear that? Wawa. Hear that? Hey girl. Hey girly girl. <laughs> no, but um not happy Pride Month, y'all. Um we saw NASCAR celebrated um Pride Month by having a race at Gateway. Gateway. And um you know, we had a we had a pretty good race. Um, everyone was racing pretty good. Ross Chastain and Denny Hamlin, they were playing Mario Kart battle mode. <laughs> everyone else was doing the they race mode. No, nah, they were playing battle girl. 
And so, obviously, IndyCar was on. We'll get into IndyCar in a bit. Um, yeah. But I watched IndyCar comedically. Co- comedically? Yeah. Comedic- co- funnily enough, as always, they finish before NASCAR even gets to Stage 3, which consistently happens, by the way. That consistently happens. Um, yep. So, I get to basically see the whole NASCAR race. And... But during IndyCar, I keep seeing Twitter blow up about Ross Jesse and Denny Hamlin. I don't know why they're doing all this in the first two stages anyways. I don't know why Ross Chastain even got into Denny. I know it was an accident because he said he said after the race that he just overdrove the corner. Again, he was kind of emo about it. It looked like he was about to cry. That's not the interview I thought was That was the most emo any race car driver's been, really. He was so emo. It was so funny. Like, yeah. I just so let, let's talk it. about what happens. I think that's the main story from this race. So Denny Hamlin, Ross Chastain, they get together. Chastain spins Hamlin. You said accidentally. And then Denny's mad. This ruins Denny's race. Denny's already not having the best season. Yeah. And just basically just... He did just win Charlotte. Bestie has two still, wins. So like his life must be so hard he, in this championship format. Well... Denny's still like what twentieth or so in points. Aww, I mean, mm. it doesn't matter, but still. Oh, he's twentieth in points. Oh, his life's so hard. I'm just, I'm, just mad. I'm giving him. A, I gotta give Denny a lot of hell here, actually. So, but keep talking. So, Denny goes on to terrorize Ross Chastain's life for the rest of the race. The re- but... Like, make him suffer. That was incredible. And you know what? He didn't touch Ross once, and I think that's fair game. I thought. Like, this is payback. Just make his life miserable on the track. Because, like, why not? Your race Ross is already over. Ross was back over. in 20th. And honestly, that could have cost... Ross could not get back up to the front. Really. I don't know where for he was while. running. He finished, like, what, 7th? But, yeah, he could not get through the field for a while. Well, Hamlin was just blocking him. And yeah. Then... And then he... See, it's funny when he messes with Hamlin, right? Y'all were laughing and stuff. But then he messed with y'all's boy, Chase. You want to talk about Pride Month and stuff. Y'all Ooh. love Chase Elliott. That's kind of gay. Y'all love... Y'all need to chase anyway. something else. That's what I'm saying. But y'all kill me. But not, as soon as he messed with Chase Elliott, though, mm-mm. not funny anymore. It wasn't fun. <laughs> Barely funny in the first place. But me, who's not a Chase Elliott fan, I was still laughing. I, I thought this that was up. funny. I was eating it up. And then Chase and Denny, they teamed up against Ross Chastain... Chase basically tries spinning him out, and then Ross saves it, and then Hamlin comes up and sideswipes him. Same restart. It was a tag I, team. I did was, see that. That was incredible. It was so so funny. The fact that they... Denny not going out and wrecking him and just terrorizing him is so smart, because you're not going to get the bad press or the controversy or like the possible suspension that Matt Kenseth got when he dumped Logano... But you're doing just as bad to his race, almost. It's incredible. Right. Well, and then, at one point, Hamlin did, like, push Chastain all the way down, almost into the grass. Yeah. Which, like, that's a move I would make when I was, like, 12, playing the racing games. <laughs> Trying yeah. to make the AI wreck. I I thought I was... Was that, like, a little too dangerous, do you think? I was like, so, oh, I'm surprised NASCAR didn't do anything here. That's exactly what I, I'm talking about. And I joke that it's like, they're not even racing. They're playing Mario Kart Battle Mode. But it's, not, it's also not a joke. Like, we're not racing at this point. We're battling with cars. And I don't know if that's what NASCAR... 
a professional racing organization wants to have happening. Now, we know that's what they want because they love entertainment, but in terms of the best interest of everyone's safety, it's like when Denny is purposely doing this, trying... Mm -hmm. He's not trying to go fast. He's trying to cause an accident. And it's just like... NASCAR did step in. They were like... The tower went over to Hamlin. They were like, we think you've made your point, but... It was all a little ridiculous. And Denny laughed at that. Which they played Denny's radio and he was laughing at it. Yeah. And I don't blame Denny for what he did. It's just a little, it got a little ridiculous. I thought that was a bit much. I thought that part where he was pushing him almost with the grass was a bit much because the corner was coming. Ross had to make sure he didn't hit the grass or he was just going to wreck. It wasn't even Um, the grass part, it was the part where Denny is like literally going like. Where Ross was, like, trying to make minimum speed after that, um, incident or whatever. And it's, like, Denny Mm -hmm. is literally weaving, keeping him from passing. Because Ross doesn't want to, like, try to pass him and then Denny slams into him, you know? It's, like... Yeah. That was definitely not safe. Like, we talk about slow cars on track all the time. And it's just... That cannot be safe. It's stupid. It doesn't look that good. But I also don't blame Denny and... In the end, nothing bad happened. I just don't know right. if it's the best look for NASCAR. Not that they care, and they honestly, NASCAR loves it. We're talking about it today. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, is it really a problem? Maybe yeah. I'm just making it up. Maybe, maybe I'm making a mountain out of a molehill. I don't know. I thought it was funny. I think there definitely needs to be a line somewhere with this kind of thing. Because who's ever but... done that before? No one's done that before. What Denny did yesterday. Because when Gordon did it to Boyer, he wrecked him. You just, you just wreck him. Kenseth did it to Logano, he wrecked him. Yeah. And Hamlin just kind of terrorized him. And I I don't know if we've ever that. seen anything like that. Yeah, we've never seen that. And I think I love that. I um, love it, but it's also like we need to draw a line somewhere. Th- exactly. It's like, it's hard to argue. Now, he didn't I, touch his car. So I don't think they can say like, oh yeah, penalty. So. Nah, you could, dangerous driving, man. It's. But NASCAR don't have rules, so <laughs> we don't have rules. So, what I want to say, let me say this. Um, shoot, I forgot. No, if I put myself in Ross's shoes, dude, wreck him and get on with your day. Honestly, you I'm know, and like, that's that. not something you should actually do, right? Because then it's like he's gonna be even more upset with you. But it's like, okay, mm-hmm. if you want to mess around all day with me. I need to wreck your butt. I'm sorry. You're getting... Yeah. In my, I need to race. You're not racing anymore. You, what happened happened. I made a mistake, but it's like, come on, dude. Right. And so part of me was like, Ross needs to just wreck him so he can get on with his day. But it's like, <laughs> you can't just dump him now. You know, that makes yeah, it even yeah. worse. So there's no in a situation. That was, such, that was probably the worst race of his life. And that's probably why he was so upset yesterday. Because, yeah, he was being, like, mentally terrorized by Denny. Mm-hmm. And there's no way he could go out and try to win that race after that. And focus. And you know? uh, wrap this up. On social media last night, Hamlin put out a tweet saying that it was basically over with. Which I don't know if I believe that. Just Marks replied saying, bring it on or something. Oh, Justin, and Denny why replied, did you and Denny replied, you're not helping, Justin. Why would you say so, that? 
And Justin Marks was saying that Chastain did nothing wrong, and he thinks his driver can win the championship, which I agree with. But I don't know. I think I think Chastain egging not Chastain, Justin Marks egging this on is a little That's not helpful. not the right play. It's not helpful. Because you know Denny has all the Toyota people. <laughs> Bessie has Kyle really... Bush. And well yeah. But he has Kyle Bush <laughs> He has Kyle Bush, man. Come on. Chill out, chill out, chill out, chill out. No, but um we're gonna talk about this um in the playoffs. Oh yeah. We're Whenever they're beside each other, NBC will have cameras there. It's not even that. Ross Chastain, I think, we found a weakness almost. Because he still yeah. is making a lot of mistakes and it's like the drivers are now realizing, okay, we're not taking this from him anymore. So it's like right. Ross really has to earn respect back. And I think if there are moments where Denny is fighting Ross for a position, we always talk about those moments. Yeah, We're going to talk about this again, I think. Oh, for sure. If Chastain's in a position, let's say Martinsville, if they fix Martinsville. Yeah, if he can get to his back bumper. If <laughs> I would be way, very worried if I were Chastain because he's got Elliot mad at him. He's got Hamlin mad at him. If Chastain needs to win Martinsville to make the championship four, I don't think he does it. I think he gets wrecked. So, yeah, I don't know. He's got some targets on his back. And after the race, as we said, Chastain did apologize, which I did not expect. I thought he would double down on it. Um, I don't know. Very interesting. Going to be something to follow the rest of the season for sure. Yeah, and I definitely want to see how he does at Sonoma because he obviously won the last road course. But well, I can I imagine his confidence. It's a little rattled. Yeah. It definitely rattled him. I think the interview that we saw was proof evidence that that whole Denny thing rattled him. And it's like he realized, yeah. like, yes, I cannot keep making these mistakes. That's going to change the way he drives, especially at a place like Sonoma. Especially a road course right. NASCAR race. And we have a lot to say about those in a minute. But I just, it's going to change how you drive, I have to imagine. So we're going to have to see how he does at Sonoma. Um, right. And, and one more forward. thing about one more thing about Denny is that Stenhouse spun Bubba Wallace and Denny went and hit went up the drive beside Stenhouse under yellow. Did you see that? Stenhouse hit Bubba wait, sorry, what happened? Stenhouse wrecked Bubba Wallace and Denny Hamlin was behind them, angry, and he ended up going up to Stenhouse, like bumping him, like, Hey, why'd you wreck my car? He saw it right in front of him. That so wait, Denny was That's not my happy son. You just hit my son. That's crazy. I thought Denny was about to just start driving the track backwards, just wreck everyone out. The way he was he was just not happy. Okay, whoever wrote this headline on NASCAR.com, Ross, but no cast of friends. Get it? Because the show friends. Ross. Oh. That's nice. so dumb. Not That's, nice. Yeah. It's not nice. <laughs> Gosh. I get it. Oh my gosh. I wish this thing, this Ross Chastain, I know we're about to move on, but I wish this Chastain thing had more championship implications. I think it even will still, but imagine it's like he's third in points right now. Imagine if this started a downward spiral with him, you know, right. for him. So we'll I think see. we'll find out really quick. We'll see how it plays out. Now, let's actually talk about the race. Not too much to say, but Gateway was exceeded everyone's expectations, oh, yeah. I believe, after what we saw at Richmond, what we saw at Phoenix. What drivers were saying this week, too, Friday. They yeah. were not... 
the drivers were not selling the race Friday. I'll tell you what. No. They were not selling any tickets. I mean, they were like, it's going to be hard to pass, one lane, track position, pit road, all that stuff. But they were shifting. It just sounded like it was going to be Martinsville 2. Like, it was just going to be pretty lame and a snoozer. Um, the race, it, it was not that. I think a lot of that had to do with the drama. But also, they were they still weren't able to pass. But I think the race was a lot better than anticipated still because not... yeah go ahead i think we i think a lot of it's because we had a lot of restarts yes I was so gonna say that. the restarts definitely helped because restarts we saw late in the race with the and kyle bush they're able to swap the lead other than that it was a lot of single file but still restarts helped this race a lot so i don't know i enjoyed this race i really love gateway yeah, I was really invested into the end of that race, honestly. Mm-hmm. Not just the Kyle Busch and Joey Logano thing, um, but, like, I don't know. I Seeing Blaney come up through the field and what factor he could play in, I do wish it was a little bit easier to pass. And we, you've oh, been yeah. saying more horsepower, you know. Apparent, I don't know, and this is kind of tea, but I think Corey LaJoy said on a podcast that NASCAR is looking at removing the rear diffuser for short tracks. So there's less rear downforce, which... That'd be good. Let's try it. Um, like, if that helps, that'd be good. Yeah, I think it could do something. So yeah, that'll be kind of interesting to see what comes of that, so... And by the way, Blaney ended up losing a tire and still managed to come back to finish third. He forward. hit the wall pretty hard, too. Yeah, like, I don't think you could have done that in the Gen 6. That's another compliment to the Gen 7. Cut, yeah. But I also wanted to point out Kevin Harvick's wreck which sparked the last uh, caution of the race. Uh, he was, like, out of breath getting out of that car. Yeah. And once again, we're seeing the Gen 7 takes really hard hits. And the and car a lot stays it, pretty good, but you got to think about where that energy's going. Right. It The car doesn't, like, absorb the energy like it used to, yeah. or at least the same way visually it used yeah. to. That's why F1 cars... And there's definitely something to it. Sorry, I keep, I keep cutting you off this episode. Now, what were you going to say, Zach? I, so, F1 cars, when they wreck, they shred into, like, a million different pieces because it's designed to do that, right? So the energy doesn't go into the mm-hmm. cockpit. You make this car right. sturdy, sure, but now it's like you got to think about what it's doing to the driver. Oh, dang. We don't yeah, want, I don't... We I don't feel want, like they got to... definitely a balance. They got to find a balance. Yeah, they need to find a balance somewhere because... Like, the composite bodies are obviously doing their job because I think Blaney would have been out of the race in a Gen 6 car, and it's good he came back from that. At the same time, though, we need to make sure these drivers aren't, like, winded after any incident. Because once because we get a Harvick, really bad getting hit. out of that car... Yeah. Right, and that, that, that hit for Harvick didn't look like much, you know? But with this car, the hits are a lot harder. And they were saying that uh, on the booth, that these the hits in this car are just a lot harder. So yeah. definitely, there needs to be some tweaks with this car for sure, from the tire issue to the hard hits. And it, again, they, they need to fix the short tracks. You cannot have a bad race in Martinsville again. Oh yeah, um, that's unacceptable. So oh, that's your best. Track. But at the at the diffuser comment, if they do fix the short tracks, the short flat tracks. Mm-hmm. I think Gateway could genuinely be one of the best tracks on the Cup schedule. It's a really good I, track, I, yes. It is so much fun. I love going to the IndyCar race there. 
Um, yeah, really love it. Oh yeah, I'm really we, glad it's on the schedule. We hyped it up when it got added on the schedule, and mm-hmm. that was before we and we had concerns about the racing. Matt Weaver, I think, when we had him on the one time, talked about the concerns of that, or maybe it was just you. I don't know, but you know, mm-hmm. we and yeah. Another positive: they didn't put anything on the surface. They didn't I, put any PJ one, no I'm resin. I'm never a fan of resin or PJ. Just leave the so, track alone, please. The IndyCar race is spared. We're gonna be good. God, NASCAR <laughs> can never go to a track without messing it up. It feels like. I'm thankfully, glad they leave it alone. thankfully they didn't. Because um, it's unnecessary sometimes. I still because like PJ one didn't fix Phoenix. So I'm just saying. So let's talk about the finish. Uh, Joey Logano won in overtime over Kyle Busch. Cleanly. Kyle Busch. <laughs> Cleanly. It was clean. William Byron's punching the air right now. I'll tell you what. <laughs> yeah, but I mean. That's unlike, unlike Byron, Byron or Kyle Busch did not put Logano in the wall on the restart prior. So. T. Also, it's like, it's Kyle Busch. <laughs> it's Kyle Busch. They're not putting Joey Kyle Logano Busch in the wall. Finish. I'm just saying. <laughs> Bessie gonna yeah. bite back. Wow. Yeah, I thought this was a fun finish. Yeah. Um, it it didn't get goofy like it sometimes does with uh, NASCAR races. So, yeah. Again, it was, a solid, it was a solid motor race. Like, again, I was very invested into it. Um, That mm-hmm. green flag run before that last restart was really good. Um, Kurt Busch was up there kind of playing a little bit. Um, yeah. It was solid. It was a solid motor race. I wish I kind of watched more, or I wish there was more of a longer race. A lot of the races this year especially feel like they are kind of 40 lap races. You know what I mean? And it's just set up for it. Like, the the rest of yeah. the race is just set up for the 40 lap green flag run that we get at the end. Mm-hmm. So... I don't know. It's it's been a little difficult to pay attention to, but I did find myself invested. So yeah, um, I was very because um, Joey was trying to get by. Joey was trying to get by Kyle, and I could see both of them start making mistakes, and it was very entertaining. Like seeing them still have to mm-hmm. drive those cars, even though they have a lot of downforce at this track. I'd say it was pretty successful. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I'd say it was a good race if I had to vote on Glucks poll. I voted yes on that. Yeah. And when I voted, it was like 80% yes or something. Yeah. So I think, again, it exceeded expectations, but expectations sure. were like on the floor. So, yeah. You know. All right. So, two more NASCAR things I want to touch on. Uh, Carson Hosevar had a yeah. nasty incident in the truck race. And he is, I believe, still in the hospital or at least was in the hospital. Yeah. Um, there was a. There's a video out there, and if you look for it, just be aware, trigger warning, that it's he's it's kind of hard to watch and listen to. Yeah. Um, there was a very poor response by the safety team at Gateway. Uh, Carson was like screaming for help, like, "Oh my God!" His like it he was screaming like his leg was hurting, like, "Please help me!" He was saying stuff like that. Yeah. Really hard to it listen was, to. It was hard to listen to. Yeah. And basically, he spun. And then he gets hit right in the driver's side. And it was just a nasty, bad incident. And why did it take them so long to get to Carson Lucifer? Like, did, did you see the video? Zach? Yeah, I did see the video. And I... 
So, my first thought, and this is not blaming Carson at all, my first thought was like, well, he did put the window net down, and I think there's there was the debate where it's like, what does the window net being down actually mean? Because I saw someone say, if you put the window net down, it means you were able to put the window net down. You know what I mean? It's like, you're, you're conscious, mm-hmm. you're... But to me, I always thought it meant that the driver is okay and does not need immediate, like, they're not priority, or... Really, they all should be priority, but you know, it's like, what does the window net being down actually mean? Because Carson did put his window net down, and then I think, I don't know how the, I wonder how the safety crew is trained, too. And, you know, IndyCar, unlike IndyCar, IndyCar and, I think, F1, they have a traveling safety crew. I don't know if F1 And IndyCar, they are there instantly. Yes, the response is IndyCar is there, like, the second... They talked Done. about that last week comparing Colton Herta's carb day flip to like Chris Buescher's flip. And I mean, oh yeah, we talked about this last week. Chris Buescher took him six minutes to get even flipped yeah. over. Yeah, I think this needs to light a fire under NASCAR and what they do with their medical teams, mm-hmm. honestly, because that is unacceptable. Carson could have been it is. very hurt in. Like, need of intense, uh, in need of care, like, immediately, and, you know, it's just... To respond to what you said about the window net, I I feel like it was always, if you're, like, awake and alert, that's when you put the window net down, is what that meant. But does it need to change? And maybe, I don't know what the rule is exactly, maybe that is what it is. Um, It's not Carson Hosevar's fault. Oh, yeah, I'm not saying it's his fault. Yeah, there were some people that, with that opinion, that were saying that. So I was just like, it's not Carson's fault for them not taking... I'm just wondering if, like... Yeah. But they they got to tell the other drivers, too, though. So it's like, I don't know if maybe... Right. But the thing is, in that video, they went to the other drivers first. Yeah. And then they went to him, even though the video... And sure, these the safety team, they probably didn't see a video. They just knew a wreck happened. But, you know, like, the video literally should have took a head-on hit in the driver door. Yeah. I don't know. The window net thing's a little irrelevant, but it's, like, it could have maybe helped if, like, the rule was, like, leave it up if you need help, like, now. You know? I agree. And, I don't know. It's not Carson's fault, though. Hopefully he'll recover okay. He's come so close to winning truck races. Gosh, that would be heartbreaking if he, like, has to, like, get out of the car for, like, a month. Maybe he'll have a Kyle Busch 2015 kind of season or something. Yeah. But he's so talented. I think he's honestly the most likely driver in trucks right now to make it to Cup. Outside of Zane Smith, who, by the way, made his Cup debut Mm -hmm. uh, for Chris Buescher. But, uh, yeah, I think Zane Smith, Carson Wilson are the two most top truck prospects. So Carson recovers okay and everything. Yeah, he's, like, honestly the best star in the trucks right now in terms of, like, he's likable, he's fast, he's a good story to follow. Like, it's just, Mm -hmm. he's the reason you watch trucks right now, I think. Um, Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, um, it's a shame that happens, and it's a shame that the response wasn't good. And I hope NASCAR actually does something to improve kind of their response and their, their medical teams. And now we have a funnier, lighthearted story. Uh, at Portland, 
Jesse Awuji. It's not funny for Ty fun Gibbs. Ty Gibbs. <laughs> fun Ty Gibbs under yellow at Portland. I thought this was hilarious. Very on brand for Jesse Awuji. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Listen, I... What do you got to say? I... God. We talked about Jesse Awuji before in terms of like... Just how... What what is he doing in a race car? That and I don't want to be mean and I don't want to like ever act like I can do it better. I don't want to act like that you know, he's unworthy to ever drive a race car, but it's like you're obviously this is not the first time either. He was 9 seconds off the pace in qualifying. He is always like 7 miles an hour slower, probably more. When and I was at Kansas, his truck looked like it was like under yellow speed. It they were about hitting him every lap. Like, it was kind of, it was so dangerous. Dang- and he eventually got black flagged for going too slow. Yeah, I'm about to it, say, they need to at that point. It's dangerous, but some of the, he's just too slow. And, like, thanks for his service and everything, but, like, that doesn't mean he should be in a race car. It doesn't have anything to do with NASCAR, if I'm going to be real no. with you. And they, and they have him on the broadcast, too. Like, the NB- NBC loves some Jesse Awuji. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, come on, dude. You're a danger. I'm sorry. He's dangerous. That's not and, the first uh, time he's done that. Like, he's, like, done some Arca Brick stuff down Pit Road, right? Like He wrecked into a hauler at Kansas. <laughs> Is that? Who did that? That was him? Uh, that was him. Oh, yeah. honey. Get, get his license um, away. But it's like, what, okay. what do you have to do to get your license taken away in NASCAR? I have no idea. I don't but, know either. Ty Gibbs was spun under yellow, and he ended up getting his spot back, which I found very interesting. Robbie Gordon probably uh, wasn't happy with that call. Marcus Sanders is punching the air right now, man. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's probably, I get it, because it's like, it's not of your own doing, but it's racing, though. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I'm not here to debate that. Yeah, I don't have much to say about it. I just thought it was funny. Oh, it was hilarious. No, Jamie McMurray. was funny. Can we give Slay of the Week? I know we're not there yet, but my Slay of the Week is Jamie McMurray. He's a king. He is a king. Not him being like, oh, well, he just got a woojied. <laughs> that was funny. Jamie McMurray is the funniest person to ever step into a NASCAR TV booth. Happy Pride Month to Jamie McMurray and Trevor Bain. Yeah. That's it. (laughs) Well, since you started Slay of the Week, let's talk about Slay and Slap of the Week. Let's go ahead and do it. You you said Jamie McMurray. For me, my Slay of the Week was Team Penske because they swept NASCAR and IndyCar this weekend. Happy Pride Month. Penske Pride. Pride. Let's go. They said Indy 500. Mm, Nah. NASCAR All-Star Race. NASCAR Gateway. IndyCar Detroit. Okay. Okay, we got you. We got you. <laughs> they had to take a little nap during they the biggest week of the year. They it's took okay. a nap. It's okay. It was a they're lot recharged. of recharged. They're ready to go. They were. Re- they're getting. They're, they said, "Let's get that Astro Cup for like the 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 seventeenth time." Um, <laughs> Zach, who is your flop of the week? My flop of the week. Um, we got Ross Chastain here. He was my fantasy. Ross pick. Chastain. No, I don't want to put. I don't want to say. I know you put Ross Chastain. I don't want to say Ross Chastain. Peacock not having, Peacock not having side by side is stupid. During so for IndyCar races, that is dumb. What that are is we my doing? flop of the week is Peacock because that is outrageous. 
I don't have cable, so I use uh, Peacock. I love Peacock for practice, qualifying, the hundreds of practices for the Indy 500. Yeah. All that. The post-race show now. For the first time I watched it, Peacock during the race, you don't get side-by-side commercials. Was it which not is like ridiculous. that normally? On like when it... I have not... I have not watched a race on Peacock yet. I just knew it got ads. Oh, because they've always been on NBC. Oh, that's why. Yeah. Okay. They and... okay. NBC is like that. They when I had to watch NASCAR through the app last year at college. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they would. It would be like Rick Allen would be like side by side, and then it's. It just cuts and then starts playing a commercial. Happy Toyotathon. Like what? Come on. Like, <laughs> it didn't do like the transition yes. thing where it like shows the logo. It doesn't do that. It do- I know it's so annoying. It's just like okay, I'm missing out on stuff now. I'm, so I'm hoping something changes because it was just, it made the IndyCar race so hard to watch. Honestly, that's why I started watching NASCAR. Believe it or not, because I got because whenever IndyCar they would cut Lee Diffie off, go to some commercial. NASCAR would be on to be drama going on. That's why I ended up watching more on NASCAR and IndyCar. Peacock, hopefully they figure that out. Townsend Bell was on Twitter last yeah, night. Yeah, I feel like more people asking, talked about it yesterday. Asking for feedback, and a lot of people told him that. Yeah. And Townsend Bell's the reason why they have a post-race show now. Because he told people, like, hey, the fans really want a post-race show. And well, now there is one. So hopefully he can tell someone, like, hey, that's kind of weird. And this so. was the first race not on NBC for this year, so which yes. is why a lot of people probably were watching on Peacock for the first time, because yeah. yeah, it's you know it's on it was on USA Network, so if you don't have cable, you you can't just watch it on you know national television. You have to you have to mm-hmm. go to Peacock. So okay, so yeah, right. I think a lot of people got their first taste of IndyCar on Peacock and were like, um, where's my side by side? So yeah, yeah, that's definitely a flop. Um. Jesse Awuji obviously is also a flop, though too. Oh, he that's was a per- he true. Was- true. Jamie McMurray slayed. Jesse Awuji flopped. Um, anybody else? Joey Logano slay for um just winning another inaugural race. <laughs> oh yeah, true. We didn't mention that. He's, yeah, he's Bristol won another Dirt, inaugural. L.A. Coliseum. That's so funny to me. I don't know. Yeah, that's awesome. Good job for him. Good for him. Um, go, go King. Um, that's really. I saw a little um thing on the FS1 pre-race show. Slay to Brexton Bush because him and um his dad like were giving out tickets to the Gateway race. Oh yeah, I saw that. And just the whole segment they had on Brexton was cool because it's like Kyle would like offer him to like go to like the beach that on a weekend, or do you want to go find somewhere to race? And Brexton's like, I want to go racing. I just oh. think that's so cute. That's, that that is cute. Brexton Bush is so cute. I love him. Oh my <laughs> god. So slay to Brexton Bush. You just gave a lot of slays out, Zach. I give a, it's Pride Month. We got more to give out. <laughs> we got more to give out, and they got rainbow stickers on them. Slay, 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 slay. That's what. That's how period. Period. <laughs> oh my God. Speaking of gay stuff, um, the tea's been brewing. I actually got some tea today, actually. Yeah. Like on my date. Oh. Oh. Happy Pride. <laughs> it was hey. a happy. So, um, the tea has been brewed, and I didn't even realize this till like, yesterday, I think. Um, mm-hmm. Martin Truex, he's killing me. He's, he, I think he's just gaslighting us, but he says he's unsure a future will come to his decision in a few weeks. Um, 
about him racing in NASCAR, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and we talked about we talked about JGR. JGR is kind of the center of silly season right now with the Kyle Busch sponsorship, Ty Gibbs, now Martin. Tr- JGR is the drama, and it's just yeah. like it's gonna be. What if we get a whole new lineup next year? What if Denny wins the championship? What if Kyle finally says F it? What if Martin says F it? And we have a whole new JGR lineup next year. Wouldn't that be crazy? The floodgates for all the Toyota drivers. There's like a million Toyota drivers. So. Finally, right? Like, yeah. it would finally help them get rides. Like, um, I don't know if Brandon Jones is supposed to get a cup one day, but um, we'll just have to see about that. So what do you... What do you think, Alex? Um, can you hear me right now? Yeah, I hear you. Okay, sorry, Dis- y'all. Discord being really, really weird. Um, what do do you? Th- so, what do you think Martin's gonna do here? I think Martin's gonna do one more year, and then Ty Gibbs will take over that car the year after. I think Kyle Busch will stay. They get a sponsor. Yeah. I think Truex does one more year. <sighs> Truex is kind of the man right now, where it's like. I think yeah. Joe is going to talk him into doing one more. Maybe. Or will Joe... Or does Joe want to get Ty in a cup car? They have been saying Ty Gibbs is going to do two years in Xfinity. They've been very hell-bent have on they? saying that. Oh, I didn't yep. know that. Okay, so he'll do one more year. I can see that. Yep. And I think this is very much securing Christopher Bell's ride because there's uncertainty with half the JGR drivers right now. Yeah. So... I don't think they're going to kick out Bell like they did with Eric Jones. Yeah, and it sounds like they'll f- they're putting enough resources to find Kyle Busch a sponsor, so I think they'll definitely find that. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see how this develops. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so this tweet that we saw last week, Tommy Joe Martins, and he's cool. I don't really have any opinion of him. Um, he's just there. Um, sorry, he and he owns um he owns an Xfinity team now, Alpha Prime Racing, mm-hmm. and he tweets about Portland this week because Xfinity series um kind of like how back in the olden days where we used to have more um cars trying to qualify than there were starting spots people had to go home and Tommy Joe Martins was talking about how Portland because there's 38 cars starting the race it's like you know it's better for the team because you can go spend all that money to go to Portland and then get guaranteed to race your sponsors get a guaranteed you know exposure which they will not get shown on TV, but, but you no, know, in general, on the track, yeah. And I didn't really like the tweet, honestly, because it just felt a little too, like, you know, it felt a little too, like, oh, mm-hmm. mm, oh, you're afraid you're not make the race? Oh, you're not going fast enough? Like, obviously, I, I'm being a little bit of an armchair, armchair? Like an armchair coach or armchair team owner, but it's just like, come on, dude. Is this not what racing is about? Yeah, like, if you want to make the race, make the race. Then make the okay. race. Why would you... Like, ch- what? <laughs> Charters and Cup have really diluted, like, a full field. Which, like, a full field doesn't matter too much, really. It's like, they're not going to win the race. But look at Derek Cope in the 500 but, last year with Ty Dillon sitting out, you know? Right. Stuff like that. And the, the Charters... I don't know. I feel like it, now we have like a bidding war going on 
between charters and just lots of money floating around everywhere trying to get in the cup series it's like the tommy joe martins have if they did that in the xfinity so i feel like if they do that with the xfinity and trucks it's just, it'd be a lot of extra money that they don't have a lot of these smaller teams don't have you know yeah. what I mean? you know what i'm saying oh yeah definitely um and it's also just like i think it's one of those things where y'all act like the charter system it's kind of like how the people the capital like this is getting political but it's like how i don't know how to describe it but it's just like y'all trying to gaslight me into thinking the charter system brings more quality teams when really is it i just I feel mean, like it's track like, house track house is just rebranded uh chip ganassi right but it's like oh. couldn't they did was the chart did the charter have anything to actually do with that though i don't think so like maybe it made them more likely to buy the team but like you know yeah. it's a little dumb i i don't really agree with that kind of thinking because it's just again Derek cope was in the daytona 500 and ty dillon had to sit out like and Dale Jr. has said time and time again he would love to be in the Cup Series with Junior Motorsports, but he told Denny Hamlin on a recent episode of the Dale Jr. Download that he hasn't just because it's it's just difficult to get in right now with all the money. It's just that's a, su such a heavy investment to go with forth. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I... Yeah. And then it's okay. So it's like now we have these whole teams... That mm -hmm. can't get into the sport. So I'm, I'm sorry. I'm still not a fan of the charter system. And I know you look at F1, and F1 has a thing where it's like the, the Concord Agreement. And it's like, I don't know if that's actually what it's called. And you, you know, it's always guaranteeing the 10 teams. And there's a lot that has to go into getting a spot in F1. And, but, come on, man. This is NASCAR. Can we not just have y'all be simple and just race? Mm -hmm. And I just think, again... I just didn't like the tweet. Like, I'm, I, not, I'm not a team. Yeah. I get what Tommy Joe Martins is saying. Like, oh, yeah, give security. It guarantees our sponsors that we'll be in the race. It's just the charter system is just not. There's a lot of flaws to it. Yeah. Your sponsor I get doesn't what want he, to see you run 38th either, though. Yeah. Like, I get what he's saying, but it's also like, if you didn't make the race, you didn't make the race. It's like, did we um, forget we're a racing series? Not just money-making series. Like, look, I, I mean, I get it. I'm speaking as a gay man with a podcast. And I think I know everything. But it's just... Come on, man. Just go faster. Focus on going faster. <laughs> so, last bit of tea here. ESPN has bid $70 million for the F1 TV rates, which is a lot more than what say, they are paying for right now. How many did they pay this current contract? I do not know, but it's nowhere close to seventy right. million. Let me look that up. And apparently, NBC and Netflix are also involved in talks for the upcoming TV contract because ESPN's rights over F1 end after this season. Um, I don't have a lot to say on this, but ESPN really wants to keep it. They're paying a lot more. Netflix is not really surprising. They've been wanting to get into sports. That's that kind of been sense. known for a while now. That makes sense for them to do... Their... With the drive to survive. Yeah. And then NBC 
is the most interesting one here, which I'm not surprised by them either, because they kind of have a monopoly over motorsports right now. Uh, if they got it, I feel like we would have commercials. It was five like, no million per year, the current contract from 2019 to 2022. Oh, wow. Five million per year, and what you said, seventy million per year, or just seventy million in general? I didn't see if it was per year, just in general. Well, either way, regardless, that's, that's a crazy. lot more. That's a lot more, and it makes sense. That's wow. Yeah. Talk about stock market. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that went up. Um, I think I think it'll probably stay with ESPN, but I'm not surprised that their NBC is trying to get it. I would not Netflix. Hate- I'm curious how much they'll listen to them but i feel like liberty is gonna be like no we need to be an actual television yeah but honestly if there's some way like if it's on nbc and it's like maybe i doubt peacock will let us watch it without ads but i would just love to watch it without ads yeah i feel like they almost have to keep it that way that's why it's grown so much in the united states for the like the races itself not just drive to survive yeah i feel like if they put ads in they're not gonna keep the viewers oh definitely not so that's why nascar struggles to get new people right right among other things so it's among other things we'll have to see how that works yeah that'd be interesting it'd be very interesting if it well i mean if if netflix somehow secures this though that'd be kind of crazy so we'll We'll kind of see about that. Um, that it'd be very crazy if yeah. Netflix got anything out of this. Are we talk about IndyCar? We are ready to talk about IndyCar at Detroit, the final race at Belt Isle. Um, I yep. really like this track, so I'm sad to see Belt Isle go. Um, we had a pretty decent race, a lot of action in terms of just passing. Um, it was a clean race, though. Luckily, um, we didn't get a not single, a single caution, not a single caution flag. Oh my gosh, NASCAR could not relate. Um, especially port we didn't even talk flop of the week was portland xfinity because y'all can't drive so i forgot to even mention that the rain race oh my god y'all cannot drive we touched on it we said it was a messy race right they can't drive but we had a little bit of um what we we had sprinkles we didn't have a rain race here but um so will power yeah there was like a looming threat of rain it was really interesting so, and Joseph starts on the pole, and we're like, okay, not me talking so much game about him. Like, oh, yeah, easy win here. He's going to sail off to the win. Nah, because he did a two-stop, and he was already beat after the first pit stop. Rossi and Power were way past him. He still finished, what, fourth, I think? Good points day. Yeah. But Yeah, he finished ahead of Pillow and Pato. At least, Newgarden yeah, did. I mean, I think I'm being a little bit catastrophic about it. He had a clean day. I think it's fine enough, you know. What really sucks for Joseph is that the strategy he did last year is what won this race. During Pride Month, nonetheless, I can't. I can't with <laughs> y'all. Why? That makes me so mad. Like, but the two-stop versus three-stop was very interesting this year. I really like watching it. Because Power was on Reds and Rossi was on the primaries at the end of the race. It was fun. Yeah. I, and Rossi needed one more lap. And I Rossi think... Rossi was coming fast, too. The difference, I think, what really worked in favor for Will Power is the fact that the there was a lot of cloud cover and the track temps were down and it helped those red tires last a lot longer. Um, 
And toward the end of the race, the sun came out, and that's why Rossi was really closing. Which I find so interesting. That's, again, stuff like that. It do, You don't need restarts and stuff to have some cool stuff happen. And mm -hmm. I thought that was happening. I thought that happening was really cool, so. Mm -hmm. um, and, oh, uh, Alexander Rossi, and it's kind of hard to believe that he has not won in three years. Yeah. That's insane to think about. And he just announced... Um, or they finally made it official that he's going to Aero McLaren SP. And it's like they're talking about on the broadcast how it's like almost a freeing feeling, right? And now he can just go out here and focus and just focus on going to win the race, right? You don't have to perform for, you know, people to sign your contract and stuff. And I think Rossi might just be back, you know, we're going to Road America and he loves Road. That's where his last win was. Right, and he dominated that race at Red America. Yeah, so that's going to be interesting to I, see. Yeah, Brasi is definitely... That's probably the most confident he's been in a while. Because mm -hmm. he had a good Indy 500, and he's backed it up with a really good race here. I think having that off his back, like, hey, I'm not going to be at Andretti next year, I think that definitely helps a bit. Yeah. But his teammates, I want to talk about his teammates. Colton Herta, where was he at? He finished 8th, apparently. I, didn't, I don't think they said his name once in the broadcast. And then Roman Grosjean finished 17th in the backup car. Yeah. Non-factors. Really interesting. Andretti, all of a sudden, Rossi was like the only good car over there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Her, where's Colton Herta? Bestie, where are you? Andretti's yeah. such a train wreck. I, I'm glad Alexander's getting out of there. He needs to get out of there. Like, he's he's done. He, he's had enough. <laughs> yeah. He's seen enough. Um. But, yeah, and Will Power, which is crazy, is the points leader, which makes sense. It's not even that crazy because, I mean, what, has he finished outside? Like, I think the Indy 500 might have been his worst finish this year. Yeah, he gets finished top four in every single race as being Will Power. Uh, every race except the Indy 500. That's crazy. He's finished top four. Wow. Yep. And he is now the points leader over Ericsson by 3, Award by 12, Polo by 14, and Newgarden is 47 behind. We only have 10 races to go in the IndyCar season. Wow. We are almost halfway. That is insane. Um, yeah. And, well, ha we're not even halfway, really. So, huh. That's interesting. Um, yeah, I... That makes me think... You know, power. We have not seen Will Power compete for a championship in a while. Um, and really, he's had it's some... It's been a hot minute. He's had some rough years, and now he might just be looking like the most likely Penske championship contender, right? I mean, Joseph, he's still there, but he's got some work to do. Power has just shown this unmatched consistency, and now he's finally got a win. And it's just like, what is that going to do going into Road America and... um this weekend right so mm -hmm. that'll be interesting to see but um but back to so we're going to detroit next year for this event we're going to the actual streets of the city um not the park that's across the river and mm -hmm. i i mean you know it's in the city i wonder what they're going to do with the track in terms of like the atmosphere and stuff but the layout is a lot of 90 degree corners and i don't know i'm gonna miss bell isle i think you know, I yeah, thought... the track layout's not really inspiring. It's kind of boring yeah. looking to me, but we'll see. I'll be optimistic about it. Yeah, Bell Isle's kind of the uh, 
Bell Isle's very uh, not the most exciting race on the schedule typically. I've always so I think that's it. why they're they're I think Is that's really? why they're getting rid of it. It's usually one of the more boring races of the year. I disagree. I'm so I think they might have I think I can see that person. Well, we had two banger races last year and a pretty decent race this year. That's probably why my perceptions changed. But last they also, year was very bizarre for Detroit. Yeah, so. that's true. I always, I still always like the track though, and I think it also might have to do with um, like we had two races there a year for so long, so it's like you get sick of yeah. it. So fair enough, fair enough. Um, yeah, yeah. All right. I'm I sorry. think next year bringing it to downtown is a good move because you see like Nashville, you bring the race to the people. Um, I mean Roger Penske really put a whole bunch of money into Belle Isle and now that park is like actually like nice looking. Yeah. Cause I've read that before Penske like really took it over, that park was just kind of a not great looking, but now it looks really nice. So I don't know, I think it's good that the city actually wants to use it now. Yeah. For so when you racing purposes. So when y'all um walk your dogs in Belle Isle, thank Mr. Penske. Again, Thank you, should, Mr. Pinsky. He should be our president. I'm just saying. <laughs> just All right. saying. Yeah. Is it fantasy pick time? It is fantasy pick time. Um, so we're going to Sonoma. Um, wait, what are we doing first? Sonoma or IndyCar? I don't. Where's the thing? Sonoma. Um, yeah. So you got the point with Kyle Busch finishing what? Um finishing second last week at um gateway yep. all right alex so are you ready to make your fantasy pick for sonoma i am ready all right three two one chase elliott kyle larson what the heck not you picking him again i thought that i thought your days were behind you pick you pick the same three drivers every week i swear I mean Stop! Well, I'm ahead in fantasy right now. I mean, so it's obviously working. I'm ahead in fantasy right now. I don't remember asking. I I almost picked Chase Elliott, but I thought Larson felt like the safer pick. So no, y'all have fun. Um, Chase is consistent at road courses, though. I'm gonna be real with you. He's gonna get a solid finish. So I'm just saying. Yeah. Um, IndyCar at Road America. Um, I think. There's a lot of options you can go with this weekend. Um, There's a lot of options. But uh, in my head, America voted, and the results are in. So are you ready, Alex? I'm ready. All right. Five, well, I'm about to count from five. Three, two, one. Alex Pillow. Joseph Newgarden. I <laughs> just said that I don't pick Joseph because I'm superstitious, but the vibes are there. I think Joseph's going to win this week. I almost I picked Joseph, it. but Alex Pillow's really good at Road America. Like, when he drove there in Dale Coyne, he was really good. He loves that track. Yeah, that's true. I think he won there last year. The 10 car that's true. has actually won at Road America the last two years. So, we will see. With mm -hmm. Felix Rosenquist, so uh, we'll see. Um, So, I, I'm, I'm going for three in a row with him. So, we'll have to see... What Without drive, Joseph should win. Yeah, I think Joseph. I think Joseph can win next week. Um, so yeah, that's it for today's episode. Um, apologies for any little audio glitches we had. My, I'm my internet sucks right now. I don't know why. Um, 
but it's okay. Thank you guys for listening. Um, we had fun. Thank you again for Matthew Burroughs um, coming on for today's episode. Um, again, all of his information, um, the article NASCAR is gay is in the description. His Twitter is in the description. You can follow us at Gay Racing Pod. Also, we found out we can get voice messages through Anchor, and I found one from, um, I forgot what his name is. Well, I'll talk about you next uh, next episode, but I'm so sorry because it's from like August from last year, and I just found it. So yeah, but if you obviously contact us through Twitter if you need to contact us, <laughs> um, at Dreamy Zach GP at New Gaiden, and um, we'll see you guys next.